0: Hello and welcome into The Divine Podcast. I'm Bonnie Kahn, your feminine coach. In these episodes, we will be exploring and navigating through anything and everything taboo. I'm here to open up the topics you have always wanted to know about. Femininity, pleasure, awakening your wild woman, trauma, wounding, and an abundance of other things. Welcome once again, beautiful souls. Let's dive into The Divine. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of dive into the divine. I'm finally back. It's been, I think two weeks. I've been sick with a nasty cold and I still sound a little bit nasally. So sorry about that. Um, yeah. So today I wanted to talk to you guys all about shame, internalized sexual shame and guilt. So, this is going to be quite a long episode, so get a tea, get a wine, have some food, whatever, listen while you're driving, whatever feels good for you, and buckle up because, yeah, this could be a quite long episode, probably the longest I've done in a little while. So, without further ado, let's just jump in. So, let's talk about shame and more specifically sexual shame. I wanted to go through a few little definitions just so you can wrap your head a bit, wrap your head around it. We obviously all know what shame is. We have felt it at one point or another but I really want to dive deep into how they're different, how it affects us and really what we're missing out on when we don't get rid of this shame and we have this unprocessed Shame. So shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. So you have to be aware that what you're doing is either wrong or you have a belief that it's wrong because of the prior conditioning you have. And sexual shame is a feeling of wrongness in our sexual desires, fantasies, and or acts. And it's important that to note that we are not born feeling ashamed of these things. Rather, we learn them from somewhere along the way that we should feel ashamed. So shame is obviously caused by the brain. It is a trigger and it, is, it triggers a stress response and it's also known as a shame attack or an emotional hijacking of our brain. So what's actually happening is it's a sympathetic activation and it can cause things like blushing cheeks, increased body temperature, sweating and queasiness. That is shame and sexual shame I'll get into a little bit later. But one thing I wanted to quickly say before we go any further is we will seek pleasure. It's built into our brains and it's how we're wired as humans. Our brain is wired to seek pleasure and it's also wired to keep you away from painful experiences. So if you have memories that evoke painful emotions, the brain has the ability to bury them in your subconscious and really deep in your subconscious. So although you may not even be able to recall them and remember that they're there, they are in the subconscious part of your brain. They are still there and they can cause you problems and issues as an adult. And that's also why it's so important to work with someone like a coach or a psychologist to work through this because they're not easily found by yourself. And because it's buried so deep down, we normally need to get into a completely relaxed state to go back in time to sift through our memories to find the root cause. And the root causes, which I'll get into in a little bit, things like religion, social conditioning, uh, your family, your friends, you know the big role models in your life and even things like our school experience with sex ed and the relationships we had but Being sexual is our birthright and it's healthy to be sexual and have these sexual desires. It's in our makeup, it's actually built into our brains and the way we are meant to live, it's the way we recreate and there is absolutely nothing shameful about it. I also will quickly say that in this episode I'm going to touch on a few things that may be a little bit uncomfortable and triggering so if you think you're going to be triggered I would turn this off now before it gets too deep into it or listen along and find out where you can do the work because as I always say where you were triggered that is your body and your mind telling you that it is time for you to do the work around that. There is work and healing to do there. So I also wanted to go through quickly even though I'm not going to be talking too much about guilt. I wanted to talk about how they are different, how guilt and shame are different because a lot of the time we actually pair these two together even though they're different. So I found a I found a few really good examples to explain it in the best way because yeah, they're not the same and Without examples, it's easy to put them in the same box. So the difference is, is that when we feel shame, we view ourselves in a negative light, like I did something terrible. Whereas when we feel guilt, we view a particular action negatively. I did something terrible. We feel guilty because of our actions affected someone else and we feel responsible. So a shame prone, a shame prone individual who is reprimanded for being late to work, for example, after a night out of heavy drinking might be likely to think I'm such a loser, I just can't get it together. Whereas a guilt prone individual would more likely think I feel badly for showing up late. I inconvenience my co-workers. So feelings of shame can be painful and debilitating, affecting one's core sense of self, and may evoke, invoke a self-defeating cycle of n- negative effect. In comparison, feelings of guilt through painful through though painful are less debilitating than shame and are likely to motivate the individual in a positive direction towards reparation of change so guilt basically assesses behaviors as good as good or bad or right or wrong whereas shame assesses the self as such so Guilt is behavior-based and shame is taking it out on yourself. So we feel shame when we violate the social norms of what we believe. So our conditioning that creates our beliefs, when our actions don't align or others judge us for what we have done, it creates shame. And also another thing to note is that The person, whether it's you, me, whoever else, must be aware that they have transgressed, which means to go beyond the limits of what is considered socially moral or legally acceptable. So you have to have your beliefs in order. For example, you might have grown up in a religious household where you shouldn't have sex before you're married and therefore if you do have sex before you're married you will have a lot of shame around that because your belief system has had this structure that tells you that you are wrong if you do this because this is the set way that you should be doing things and if you do anything outside of that then you should be um, shameful of that thing and we as humans are also more pra- prone to shame when we are going through our adolescent years. I think we all remember how it was when we were all younger, and I'll get into that in a sec. Um, but also, we are less prone to shame in the middle of our lives, you know, middle-aged. And then once more again, when we transition into our later years in our lives, into that elderly phase, we become... Really prone to shame again, you know, because you think you're losing your mind and your your body is changing, and maybe you don't feel as attractive as you used to felt, as you used to feel, all of that stuff. So that's more on shame, not specifically sexual shame. So let's get into where your shame can come from and how it can be affecting your life. So. Even things like imagining someone's judgment is enough to trigger or create shame. I think we've all been here too is like we may be doing something and then we're thinking oh what would my parents say or what would what would my friends say if they knew that this was happening or I was doing this or even visualizing going as far as visualizing someone in front of you saying oh that's disgusting or I can't believe you just did that or anything like that, which is so interesting because we create all of these scenarios in our head, the what if, what if so-and-so found out, what would they think of me? So that's another thing to keep in mind going forward because shame, although it's mostly created in our childhood, it affects us well into our adulthood and it's something that we will always come up against And it's something we can learn how to work through that isn't so confronting or scary. And we can also learn certain techniques and through practice we can become less prone to shame and the way that it manifests in our own selves. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is our parents because most likely or your caretakers whoever was the person looking after you when you were growing up our parents are a massive massive impact and nurture plays a massive role in how we learn about shame because like i said at the start it's not something that we're born with we're not born with thinking sex is bad or eating bad food is shameful it's something we learn and mostly it's what we learn from our parents and how they model things to us. So one of the big things that we will all remember is when our parents were worried about having an awkward conversation with us and even that in itself can cause shame. So what I'm talking about is, you know, talking about our, so-called private parts, you know, our genitalia and The birds and the bees talk as they call it, but what it does is it models to us and Teenagers and younger people that it's something taboo and it's something not openly talked about so when sex is never discussed or masturbation is never discussed, it sends a really strong message and an indirect message that sex is something that should be hush hush. And also when we're younger, you probably will think of some names yourself that your parents called your genitalia when you were younger. And, you know, they would call it down there, your rude parts when they're not rude at all, Doodle, Willy, Vajayjay, and lots of other names. So, this is usually one of the first things that teaches kids that our genitalia is shameful and that it isn't something, um, you know, to touch. It isn't something to, to to speak openly about. It's something that really needs to be behind the scenes and no one can know even when we all have genitalia. So the next one is, which is probably the second biggest one is the shame created in schools. So again, I think like all of these experiences, I'm sure pretty much all of us have, been through this and have felt this and felt how uncomfortable it is or realized later how wrong the way we were taught in schools was. So even in things like sex ed, female pleasure was never talked about. Masturbation may have been briefly touched on. They never talked about same-sex intimacy or anything outside of the framework and belief system that they wanted us to abide by and, you know, believe in. So like the heteronormative and monogamous marriage and that I'm pretty sure is still the way it's being taught and it's really sad because our pleasure and our desires are never brought up into it and there are massive groups of people, women, same-sex couples, you know, lesbian, gay people, whatever else, the LGBTQIA+, and it's just really sad to see that the, the wide spectrum of amazing people are being shamed indirectly about what they like to do, what their desires are, and what they like to do for pleasure. So, this is a big thing that needs to change, and the only way it can change is if we talk about it. So, I encourage you to talk about it, or if you have kids, talk about it call call their gentelia by their names. Don't give them silly names and immature names like rude parts and all of that because it sends the indirect message that they should be ashamed by their natural body, the way that we are all created and it's just, yeah. So the next one is religion. Obviously we know that some people might grow up in houses that strictly follow religious norms and they suggest that masturbation is sinful or that someone should wait until marriage to have sex. And some people this may cause them to feel insecure about their bodies and basically perceive themselves as less desirable, which then can cause difficulty in embracing sex. And some people might also be victims of sexual abuse and even emotional abuse can lead to people feeling ashamed. So there's so many ways that we can be shamed, but sexual shame is something that isn't openly talked about and even if you do a quick google search the resources out there on sexual shame is very minimal and it's a bit heartbreaking to see because you know people might be Looking for answers and they can't find them anywhere unless you know maybe they go to a psychologist or something, which is also, it's less taboo now, but it's you know still a little bit taboo to go to a psychologist or a therapist or something like that. So, I know for me growing up, um, you know my family, my family was brought up religious, um, and I was then too until I was old enough to make my own decision and. I was always taught that sex before marriage was bad and um, it was quite scary because, you know, I think I was in, I was in a very privileged position and a very, I'm very grateful how lenient my parents were because they weren't though the typical strict parents that, um, you know, you see on movies or um, heavily religious people are. So... It wasn't a massive thing. It didn't create any separation in my family or anything like that. But it was still ingrained in me from an early age that, you know, you had to get married before you could have sex. You had to get married before you could live together um, and all of this stuff or before you had children. And it takes a lot of work to unpack all of that and to recreate beliefs and rewire your brain into believing something else and something that you actually desire to believe instead of what has been taught to you and what beliefs you have taken on from other people in your life. And even things like body image can play a massive role into shame. I have also, you know, (laughs) dealt with this a lot myself and I'm sure a lot of women and also men. Men are not... um, you know, cut out of this, they of course have body image issues as well too, which is also a little bit less talked, uh, a lot less talked about than women. But through having body image issues, you may feel less desirable and you might not feel worthy of sexual attention. You may be lacking confidence and not being feeling and not feeling comfortable in your skin and feeling self-conscious. so these can all make you feel shame and they can all lead into more harmful habits that uh, that trigger on from your shame like secretive eating or self-harming or not, not having sex because you're just so sh- ashamed of your body and you don't want anyone to see you and you've got that sinking feeling and... You just don't even want to think about sex because you don't think you're deserving of it. Another thing is sexual abuse, which I kind of touched on, but sexual abuse can cause trauma that lingers which can manifest as intense shame around the circumstances of abuse and it is an extreme form of shame that comes from sexual abuse. So once again, not feeling like you were deserving, um, holding guilt and shame in your cervix and so many other things. Like that's a whole nother subject in itself. So I'm not going to get too much into that. But by freeing your cervix of guilt and shame and heavy emotions, you can connect with your womb and therefore open your heart. And that is where the real healing happens of understanding your shame working out where it came from so you can be free of it so you can have those sexual desires you are really craving and another thing is what you believe dictates how you behave and this becomes a vicious cycle because people also tend to hold on to emotionally charged memories such as memories of shame inducing trauma more than other memories so emotionally charged events are remembered more clearly for longer periods of time and that's because the event the event that the trauma happens and the shame happens triggers both the cognitive and emotional neural networks so it enhances the brain's processing of that memory and the experiences can still affect you years later even if you're not aware of it so that's why it's so important to do the work around shame and to work out and get help with the tools that are going to help you become less prone to shame and trauma and learning all the skills. So there's many ways it can manifest into adulthood, and that can be from you know 18, a little bit younger, to whatever age, you know. <laughs> so things such as lower sexual satisfaction, the you might hate the idea of having sex, you might have difficulty communicating your desires, and you also might have conflicting ideas around sex and your desires and things like you might have guilt after being intimate because your beliefs and your ideas around sex are so different that you feel more shame around these because part of you desires it and part of you thinks that it's bad and this can make you go into a depression spiral it can make you go into a really unhealthy place mentally because you were just fighting yourself on your true desires your instincts and you know what we have been created to do as humans is to procreate but the other part of that is having pleasure that's the most amazing part you might also have difficulty being able to orgasm it might take you longer to orgasm or you may not orgasm or you feel unsafe to do so in your body and that is why you can't and another thing is you don't have boundaries you are unable to say no so you have really weak unhealthy boundaries and this is because of your shame you're kind of You know maybe for a partner you're saying yes when you want to say no because you don't feel in your power enough to say that because you have so much shame and maybe you're thinking well I'm just lucky enough that someone actually desires me. And if you are thinking wow this actually sounds like me or maybe a few of those things sounds like me it's okay because you're not alone and it's not like. Once you have shame, you can never get rid of it. You can. You can work through your shame. You can do this healing. And you can start craving sex. You can start saying yes to the desires you want. And you can orgasm. And you can do all of these amazing things. Maybe you just need a little bit of help getting there, which is totally fine too. So, another thing, which is the last part that I really want to get to on this, is. How can we start to dismantle our shame and our internal shame? Because a belief is just a thought you continue to think and it can be changed and replaced <clears throat> with more with a more empowering belief. But the first step is finding out what it is and where it came from and then choosing to let go of that shame. So the first thing you can start to do is acknowledge that the shame is there and be curious and be gentle with yourself and ask yourself questions about the shame like where did it come from when did it happen oh my goodness my voice is getting tired now so I'm just gonna finish this last little bit and then I'm going to have some tea um so just bear with me um So what I was saying is when you allow yourself to be curious with the things like shame, it allows you to step away from the judgment instead of thinking something's wrong with me. Why do I have this shame and what did I do wrong? Because when you already have shame, you're giving yourself such a hard time and your ego is going nuts. So be really gentle with yourself. Don't ask why what's wrong with me, those sorts of questions. Ask really helpful questions like I mentioned before. Another thing you can do is you can do some free flow writing. So write it all down. What I want you to do is to not think, just sit down with a pen and paper for five to ten minutes or however long feels good for you and just start writing and don't stop. Don't Think of the words, just let them flow onto the page. And you can write things like how you're feeling about your shame, what are you feeling shame about, what's coming up for you. You could even write where you feel the shame in your body, and whatever comes up, just let it be written on the page, judgment free. You're the only one going to be looking back on this and it's also amazing because you can look back to see how far you've come because most time when we're making progress in things, we don't actually realize how far we've come if we haven't taken record of it, if we haven't written it down somewhere or recorded it vocally on our phones or something. So it's really important to do that so you can track your growth, you can see where your shame is coming up, maybe your shame has a color. Maybe it has a certain feeling. Maybe it always comes up in your, in your cervix. Maybe it comes up in your heart, your womb, your shoulders, wherever it is. But those sorts of things can help. And they are a really gentle way of starting to identify your shame, where it comes from. And that is the best part. um, Because once you know where it comes from, then you can do work with that. You can work with that. So last thing, of course, is you can book in a session with me to unpack this. We do lots of inner child work to take you back to where your shame stems from and then we work from there and we use powerful modalities to help you get into that relaxed state that I mentioned earlier so that we can basically travel back in time in your memories to find out when shame started from when the first moment of shame was and you know you'll be guided through it you'll be in a safe space and you will feel comfortable and I will guide you through it all so if you are wanting to do that reach out to me don't hesitate and I really really hope you guys enjoyed that episode um it's a pretty long one (laughs) longest one I've done in a while with a croaky voice um but yeah hope you loved it and if you have anything you would like to ask me or you'd like me to speak on on this podcast I would love to hear it so yeah have a beautiful night day whatever time it is wherever you are thank you for listening and I'll see you guys next week bye divine make sure to leave a review and a star rating i'm gonna love you and leave you have an amazing night or day wherever you are and don't forget to dive into your own